It's time to go into auto reverse with Tony and Matt, where we look at bands that were underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, and to some unknown. This week we're going auto reverse on Harry Nielsen. So, Tony, you know, Harry Nielsen, you know, I found out something through this exploration, and I'm embarrassed to say, because one of my favorite shows when I was a little kid, and I'm talking like eight, nine, was The Courtship of Eddie's Father. Oh, yeah. And I did not know that Harry Nielsen sung that song, even though his his voice is unmistakable. Uh, Through this, I learned that not only that he sang that, is that no version of that really exists except on that soundtrack. You know, they didn't, I don't think, have a soundtrack on it. But the original song was called Girlfriend. And the lyrics are completely talking about a girlfriend, not your best friend. But, you know, the, the, you know, the, the journey of this guy and the amount of work that he put in and the range of work he put in and that he kind of had an almost started really early, like, you know, didn't finish college high school and I was gonna say college not college but didn't finish high school and basically from like 1960 for like until he died at the really super early age of 52 which you and I've already ran past that mark surpassed yeah <laughs> you know this guy it's confusing it's it's kind of you know you kind of see the effects of alcohol but you he the guy has the tools and the 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 kind of way his viewpoint is in making music that is totally astounding and addictive and you know your playlist you made I've listened to at least eight times um, but it's mostly and it's gone put me in the other corners like listening to the full albums as well because it's just his range of ideas and just his you know how his vocal range which is I I didn't know it was like three and a half octaves but it, it, it I, he's just, it's just, the dude is like one of those guys who are driven to, to only do music and also blessed with a lot of innate talent. Oh yeah, he's such a special, special, special artist. Uh, start, and I mean, he started out like kind of like as a sort of songwriter for hire um, and worked with, you know, tons of people, uh, the monkeys and uh while working at like a bank and while and working at, and, while and, working and, a bank at night like and, he, <laughs> yeah. and and yeah he was like i i can't count on this music shit so i'm gonna keep my my night job just in case um and he can he applied that sort of mentality even to when he became like when rca signed him right. as a as an artist he he <laughs> He's so nutty. He like made them give him an office at their yeah. at the corporate headquarters, and people would call and and he'd answer the phone himself and 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 answer their questions, which inevitably would always be no about why don't you play more shows? And he and he would be like, because I don't want to. And that was another another interesting uh, element to his whole career. He hated performing. He just he his his thing was writing and being in the studio and yeah, recording yeah the craft he didn't give a fuck about performing uh and the time and the few times that he did perform like tv shows and stuff like that that they had him doing he was like uncomfortable and just like said fuck it i'm not doing this anymore um and, that, and that's the thing about him it's like his 
his whole thing was just so besides the 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 great talent that he was his person it it was talent with personality yeah and and the drinking was a problem obviously he had a problem with dr- drinking but that 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 that's like kind of cut you know like sort of like selling him short a little bit because he was still unbelievably prolific he made countless albums recorded countless songs wrote countless songs for others like so uh you know um regardless of that thing which i'm you know whatever artists have issues you know like like anybody else and yeah yeah but his just his his output was just it was unbelievable like the amount of stuff he put out and the and the very and the sort of variation yeah that's the stuff that he put out yeah he fucked around with old-timey like instruments he he would play characters in his songs like you know like coconut like it's like it's him singing four part like like the parts of four characters and it's like and he always would include his family in a, yeah, in a lot yeah. of his work, which was interesting considering how rough his, you know, his, the father walked out on uh, on, yeah. on the family like F, when like, he was four, uh, and then he had to move because they were so poor living in Bed Stuy. Um, yeah, I didn't even know Brooklyn he was from boy, Brooklyn. Also, did you know? He was, yeah, he's from, he's from know, Brooklyn. Yeah. Did you know that? Like I thought I didn't he know thought that. I thought I thought yeah, he I came over and was like an immigrant and. That's why he had to go. He didn't go to finish high school, and he had to work often because they were, you know, kind of new to the country. But yeah, it was that was kind of crazy. He was born in in Brooklyn. Um, yeah, yeah, his his uncle. I don't know if it was his grandfather. One of them was like sort of a vaudeville. I think it was his uh, uh, performer. They had some sort aerial, of like a, yeah, the aerial a, a, ballet. acrobat yeah, kind aerial of show. Ballet, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he which he wrote a song about. So it's like. He he put everything in his music. He put himself, his family, everything. He had fun with it. Sometimes he was serious. Sometimes yeah. he would, uh, 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 like for example, he would, like he did a whole album of of of, of uh, what's it called, Randy Newman, Newman songs, songs yeah. and then or there he would, yeah, or then and then or he would just do a whole yeah. album. Yeah, he would do a whole bunch of like he did one album of pop standards. Like he's just to me like this is the perfect like auto reverse loves artists like this because it's easy to forget a, someone like this who passed away in 94 um who never performed live whose output as much as we love it and think it's great like i think it's hard for people to digest like they, like they know songs of his or they know uh, they know songs that he wrote for others, but they didn't know he, you know, like this is the, this is like auto reverses loves artists like this. Cause we, we have an opportunity to sort of fill in the gaps that maybe other, that the, an average listener won't, doesn't well, know, you know, you know, the thing, yeah, you're right. Is cause there's not to the, to, there's not a clear style, but over the course of really getting into his music, you you feel that there is a style to his where it's like, like it makes sense to his universe. And, you know, I think it's kind of born from his, you know, I, I was reading that he, the reason why he couldn't remember lyrics to songs or melodies of songs, so that's why he created his own stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And that makes sense in the terms of like why there's such a range of types of songs there's not like a like there's not like a bunch of coconut songs you know there's you know everyone 
you know the uh, what's the song for Midnight Cowboy? Uh, everyone knows. It's not his. That's actually not his song. That's Fred Neal's song. Everybody's talking. Right. That, so that's that's funny that he's known for that song. Uh, Nielsen is, but he, he actually didn't write it. Oh wow! That's that's what that's why that's what's so fascinating about him is that it, he's just interesting. He took on he like just wasn't he was fearless when it came to material, whether it was his or wasn't his. Yeah, it's like a bad finger yeah. song that he did too. Without, yeah, yeah, without that, and by the way, that album uh, Nielsen Nielsen. Uh, it, it, it talk about no direct line. Like yeah, every that's... single song on that album is way different from the other from the others. It's like a scorcher of a rocker. Uh, then in the fire, uh, yeah. So yeah, and then and then and then uh, coconut, which is sort of like schmaltzy, but yeah. but good. And then, yeah. Poppy, and then, yeah. and then and then and then and then a weird cover and a super emotional cover of the Badfinger song. Yeah. It's like the, the and that's like his big album, right? Like sort of um, it was sort of his big album, but. Yet there's no like consistent style within it. It's like all the songs all are different. Place, yeah. Yeah. And the and the cover is so iconic, like him smoking yeah. a joint in his yeah, robe. Bad, I mean, yeah. it's just like it's like so that that you know. By the yeah, way, man, I, if you ever find that, let me know because I've been I've been hunting. That's one of my my. Nielsen Schmielsen. Yeah, I've been hunting for that. Oh, I'll get you a copy. No problem. That's that one I see all the time. I see what? it all the time. Yeah, I see it all the time, but it's. Because it was such a popular album for him, it's usually beat up, like in terms of like whoever well, owned yeah, it, like who played it a lot. But I'll, I'll find, I'll, my, like the copy I have is beat up, so I'll find, I'll find another copy. Yeah, yeah they I'll have one that copy. was uh, recently done by uh, what's the what's the, the high end place, Mobile. Um, oh yeah, Fidelity, Mobile Fidelity, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like on yeah. two LP forty five. Yeah. yeah that might be good though, in terms of quality. Like the sound might be amazing so, on that. So that's, yeah. that, I guess I should fine tune that request. Like if you see that version. <laughs> okay. Okay. Which is which For is sure. because I know they did a small run of it. Anyhow. And know, I, and on, on another nerdy note, the, the the a lot of the RCA versions of Nielsen Schmielsen were done on Dynaflex, so that cheap kind oh, of. Oh really? When there was a petroleum yeah. shortage in this, uh, so it's like kind of shitty. Uh, uh, so. So yeah, maybe the the mobile fidelity one is better um, in terms of like just like a, just a better product, but right. yeah, but yeah, man, like that album and even uh, the the I love the one after uh, uh, Son of the Dracula one, uh, oh, the Dracula Son of Schmielsen, Son yeah. of Schmielsen. Yeah, I love that album too. It's just like it's funny because like collecting records all these years it, it, harry nielsen is also always something that you would see but like it wasn't like this thing that you wanted yeah because you were just like oh it was just one level up from thrift store bolt like you know can of fodder so uh but like now that i now as i've gotten older and i've learned to appreciate him um I, it's like now i'm like yeah pick anyone if you're in the if you're looking for records, yeah. get, get get it. Just get it. To help us through the night. The song was song the spirit. The soft and like a choir. And as the others sang along, our voices lifted. 
but you know, the other thing that I was looking like through the discography is like he, I mean, he got some really good, he knew how to pick, you know, attract strong musicians. I mean, like even on Nielsen Schmielsen, I mean, you had Jim Gordon and uh, Jesus, who else? Um, but I mean, he could pick up and, you know, he was catnip to the Beatles too. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, you're talking, it was interesting. You're talking that story about him answering the phone. I read that. When the Beatles said that name something that you who you like in the states, and they said Nielsen, and they started everyone you know even the Beatles started calling him there, and he he'd pick up the phone, um, you know, and that's just the way he handled the business. But like he was like almost a beacon to because of this range of stuff because it wasn't like they were playing like this, you know the same sort of music. It was like when you went into a session with him or an album. You know, you're going to be playing a di- lot of different styles of, of shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, also, like, besides all the great session guys uh, that he that, that played with him, he, I mean, he made the record with with John, with John Lennon. He made that record, and uh, I guess, like, after, you know, because, like, the Beatles were, you know, huge fans of his, and it wasn't until a few years later when I think John wound up in L.A. at, like, when he broke up with, uh, right. when uh, Yoko broke up with him. And then he wound up making a record with with him, and it's funny too. Like there was like Neil uh, Harry was having issues with RCA because oh yeah yeah yeah, and like RCA were kind of like, well, your records aren't selling that well, and they were going to like threatening to drop them. And then he like they they strong armed RCA together. John and Harry went to RCA's offices and said, "Listen, resign us." Or, you know, like, kind of like, like, it was like the Beatles were like, well, we're at the, almost at the end of our contract with Apple. So yeah. So maybe we'll come to RCA. So they use that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. If he, if Harry's not at RCA, then we won't even consider this place. Yeah. And so, and then, but then they extended his deal and gave him a (laughs) bonus and all the shit. And then like John made records for Geffen or whatever it was. Uh, So it's just, it's funny. You know, I, I love uh, like I love when artists do that because it's like these co- record companies they do that all day to people and then like when an artist does it to them it well, feels like like a bit of like revenge. Yeah, and that, what was it on the Son of Schmielsen album, right? The one that he made with John? I think so. Well, the, I mean, no, what, no, no, no. It has another name. It's like Pussycat or something like that. Oh, uh, I think that's the name of it. That's Son of is the one where like he had everyone like Ringo. He had Ringo, yeah. Peter Frampton, and like yeah. Old George. I guess is on like one. Yeah, yeah. That that album is great. Actually, that's yeah. one of it's. It's since uh, preparing to do this episode and putting the playlist together, I realized how much I like that album. It's funny. I had a copy of it years ago, and I got rid of it by, you know, just put it in a trade pile, whatever. And then recently, I found it in a thrift store and grabbed it, and kind of paid more attention to it's it. It's a creeper. And, it's a creeper album. Yeah. You, you got yeah, exactly. to. Yeah, exactly. You got to listen to it a couple times. It yeah, comes. it's a little bit more subtle. Not subtle, but just a little bit. It takes a deep. It, it takes a more like focused listening to to understand what he's right. doing there. Where do you uh, the, yeah, that's a good point. Way to put it. Yeah, the the John Lennon record, the Pussycat album. Um, has a couple good songs, but I, I feel like there's, I don't love that album. Like I didn't even put that many songs from it on the playlist. It just feels a little bit not contrived, but like trying too hard. And then from reading about the history, uh, his, his sort of history, I guess he screwed up his vocal cords recording yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. So and he yeah. And, tell, and he didn't want to tell John, he didn't want to tell John cause he was worried John would bail on him. And it's just kind of like, 
that album is definitely um it doesn't it doesn't it feels not forced but it doesn't seem as like this is something that he put a lot of himself into as much yeah, as, uh, comparative, yeah comparatively like on the other ones you could tell like this is something that he's noodled along these songs you know these are some things that the 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 the, the songwriting because that's one of the things that you could do with him in some in a kind of a fun way it's like the main you know thread or thorough line is like this is something that this guy has put his you know put a lot of time and effort and kind of thought in before and now he's releasing it um this didn't seem like it i mean like like a dylan cover and like ah, it's like you know it 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 i it's not an it's, incons- it's, inconsi- it's inconsistent yeah that's it's just an inconsistent it. record and yeah and it doesn't but, have that fun but, part of it it's like there's a part no exactly i f- it feels a little sad in a weird way and, may- and maybe because maybe them working together and considering where they were at in their lives maybe there was a sadness there and it, it was expressed in the record but i i don't know i think i like sometimes like as a music fan i as like i look at like big collaborations like you know like big mm-hmm. star collaborations and i am always wary always kind of like eh, i like both of these artists but I don't know if I like them together. You I, know what I mean? Like, yeah, I remember you were happy with Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's that? Pipes of Peace. That's a that's the <laughs> album that has a yeah uh, the McCartney album. Um, I, <laughs> I, I I have that album too. I I, I don't. I'm I don't, not surprised I mean, that you have that. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of it's like I just don't I don't. I don't trust those collaborations. But, I don't know what it is. But I don't it's know also what it is. like here's a guy who's obviously, you know, he's he, he's he can only go to third gear, and this is a guy who always went into his records and put everything out there and put it fifth gear. And because of the yeah. vocal cords, I think that that, you know, I and this is not comparing comparing things, but I know that when I had when we were touring and I. Just, didn't take care of my throat and my singing wasn't that where I wanted to be not saying that I was a great singer but if it wasn't there mm-hmm. where I thought it needed to be it affected in a way my guitar playing because I was so conscious about how poorly or how unnatural or how un it was below a level that it took my eye my focus away from the other elements that I was there to do which was playing and you know um, so I feel yeah, like it's like an it's like an away. athlete who's playing hurt. You know, uh, it, they're conscious of the part that's hurt and they're protecting it. So as a result, they take up they take their foot off the pedal a little bit. You know, I'll, I'll put it on. The, I'll put another layer on top of that. It's like yeah. a, it's like an athlete the first time he gets hurt. So he has no experience. Oh, yeah. He has no yeah. experience on how to kind of adjust and how to play through this and how to make yeah. how to like. Not compensate, but like, okay, I'm, I, you know, my vocal cord, my vocals are ruptured, so I can only do this. You know, tell John's like, look, I can, we can put this off, or I can only sing in this range, and you can kind of do. Anyhow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's just one record where the results were not what you would think it would be, considering it was it was a collaboration with him and John, and John was producing it and all that, but. But that does, it's like, considering how, just like, if you take the context of it all, like, it's just like, the guy was just a fantastic artist. 
he was unorthodox in his in the way he came to it he was unorthodox in the way he did it you know and and and, and it was just like he's just one of those like just special artists um and he's fun and he was funny yeah. you know and 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 uh you know smart and it's i don't know it's like this this is why we do the show we do it for the, these sort of people that it's easy to forget them you know like as time goes on obviously and and he did, didn't have the cachet of like a big rock group or um a super popular like pop star singer songwriter he didn't have that he didn't have the the sort of like institutional elevation of someone like dylan or you know what i mean he right, didn't right, right. have that he was too weird like too weird you know in a way and he experimented a lot more than his a lot of his peers and um and for that i think it makes him truly 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 special yeah there is a you know you throw around the whole package but it's like he's definitely someone who musically songwriting i mean actually not the full package because he didn't perform and i i guess was his daughter said that that was one of the things that in his later life he regretted not putting himself out there and connecting with his audience a little better which whether you know that is something that's a part of the equation if you're going to be a working musician um it's not just record sales it's not just yeah yeah you're right he he probably could have connected more with his audience but yeah i mean that's something that you and i in retrospect kind of kind of admire but it's like if you and i had a friend as talented as he was and enjoyed his music and he said to us like hey tony you know thanks for putting out my album i'm just gonna start working on the other one you're just like no i got you booked at fucking the bowery yeah that yeah that's like that's the story of tp records anyway (laughs) 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 oh i'm gonna spend a few thousand dollars i'm putting out your record and then you're gonna play like one show or two shows and support cool yeah, <laughs> Harry Nielsen. They, all they needed to say with you is like, "Yeah, we're doing the we're doing, we're taking the Nielsen approach on this, my man." Yeah, yeah, we're taking the Nielsen approach. We're not going to do any shows. I'm like, yeah, but you don't have the talent of Harry. Yeah, you got no coconut song. If you have yeah, coconut, no coconut song, song. there's no. You got, you're not collaborating with no something. No one's putting your shit on movies. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> what a great what a great artist. I, you know, and the and the playlist that I put together was sort of like. I took. I didn't take a linear approach to it. I kind of mixed it up a little bit because right. I was sort of like putting it together as I was listening, instead of just going down the line from sixty-two to you know ninety whatever, right. 80, eighty-eight or whatever. I t- I kind of bounced around, and and just like kind of like you know f- like I didn't realize that he wrote one of my favorite songs ever. That actually. I listened to his version of it, and then and then I and it's the Three Dog Night version of it. Uh, one, yeah. I always love that song. I think it's every time it comes out on oldies radio. If I'm in the supermarket, it, which you is stop inevitably, you, you I stop and listen to it. Insane. And then and then I didn't realize he wrote it. And then I went back and listened to his version, and it's it's cool. And and that's the thing about him. It's like you just you can we can probably go back and learn even more stuff about him like that we don't know well like i was you know trying I mean? like the courtship of eddie's father and like one was yeah. another one on that song yeah you're right yeah. like that song is i can listen to that song every day because it's got it's just got like a real the, the lyrics are really simple but intriguing 
and it's you mm-hmm. know it's easy to you know not you don't need a big brain to feel, figure out what he's trying to talk about and it's and it's got and, it's, and it has a good build but it's like that's the thing about a lot of his songs they are they are someone it feels like someone sitting in front of you with a guitar just singing to you yeah and storytelling and in a way that's you know that's just highly enjoyable and yeah, he is in definitely on the Mount Rushmore of auto reverse people because he, oh, yeah, he's 100%. like definitely someone who should be appreciated, but also someone who should be known a little bit more. So yeah. Yeah, well, this is our little attempt at doing that. Yeah, we'll take a virtual bow and. Yeah. <laughs> but if uh, you want to give us a little bit more than that, hit, hit us up on email. You can hit us up at uh, auto reverse pod at uh, gmail.com or Facebook and. Um, uh, Instagram and just let us know if you have anyone we want to do. I'm like, as you can tell, we haven't been putting on as many episodes as usual because the, the 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 parenting and the work and everything and the just general being men of well less vices than we had when we were younger. But we still have our <laughs> vices. Um, most of it has to do with record buying and record listening. Most but, of it, yeah. all of it. <laughs> uh, but let us know. We'll try to get. We'll try to give them. You know, get more episodes up there. But you know, push us along by sending us someone who we should do. And you know, nine times out of ten, we'll we'll probably do it. So. Absolutely. All right. Until next time, my man. All right. Peace.